This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Andrew Giuliani wants to be the next governor of New York. Andrew Giuliani. I shouldn't fumble your last name because that's key here, Andrew. It's not that, Andrew. On the Red Apple Podcast Network, here's Andrew Giuliani. Well, welcome back to another episode of Not That Andrew. I am honored today to have a very special guest, Ola Hawatma, who is involved in Moms for America. She's actually a fashion designer and a small business owner, uh, ran for Congress in New York, in New York's 19th Congressional District. So without any further ado, Ola, welcome to Not That Andrew. Thank you for having me on. So let me ask you a question. Somebody who is in the fashion business, runs their own business, why why did you decide to get involved in politics? Well, as a, you know, I got involved in fashion to make a difference. I do charity shows um, and I'm a conservative and I've always been a conservative. And instead of having the environment become a product like me, mm-hmm. I choose the other way around um, to spread conservative values to our kids. My The runway that I create um, in such a liberal industry I have teens who are troubled, cancer survivors, uh, disabled veterans. Um, And so when I decided to get into politics, that's the only way to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I threw my hat in the race and and people thought I was nuts. Um, It didn't shake me. And I won on primary night to lose due to mail-in ballots. And a year later... Not even. Actually, six months later, I ran for comptroller to lose by a half a percent to an incumbent. And my message across the country is to never give up and never give in. And that's the issue right now. What we're dealing with is the future of America, our children. Well, to that point, it sounds like, you know, especially somebody who was not, you know, backed by kind of the party, if you will, who had to kind of, you know, uh, uh, get the momentum in their own campaign. What were the issues that you found to be the biggest sticking points for uh, for your voters? Well, I think the biggest thing was, okay, she's not a politician. She's a um, she's, where did she come from? <laughs> you know, she's a fashion designer. So labeling me as a fashion designer, um, a, a minority female, um, and, and not really knowing what my values are. But then once I started campaigning, um, I feel like I resonated with the voters, but not enough because the party didn't back me. I was endorsed by the conservative party. Mm-hmm. So the the whole district did a write-in campaign for me. In fact, John Hannity endorsed my write-in on Twitter. <laughs> um, and, you know, but I learned you don't primary, you know, you just uh, in order to win. But it's uh, it was definitely a learning experience. But, you know, my voters, I mean, especially in New York, you know how it is in New York. It's. Um, and you, if, if, if out of anyone, you are just uh, you stick to your beliefs and, and you're just such an honest, straightforward um, patriot. Um, right. And that's what I try to be. I, pr- I appreciate that. Well, well, in terms of the issues, right, what what were the biggest? I mean, was it education? Was it crime? Uh, it, is it the economy? What do you find in terms of your voters going through this whole process? What were the biggest points that people are most concerned about in New York? 
the biggest issues is education and our and our children um, and schools. And that's what I feel um, are the biggest issues with both sides. I don't care if you're black, white, red, green, um, left or right. Um, both Democrats and Republicans actually uh, semi-agree that education is the biggest issue we have today. When I walk into um, every single convenience store or Nordstrom and I see posters saying, you know, this weekend, transgender um, story hour, our children do not don't shove that down our children's throats. Mm -hmm. And uh, believe it or not, you know, parents are, are finally getting involved in, in the education and their homeschooling, and they've decided to get more involved where enough is enough. Yeah. Um, and it's great because that's why I decided to, okay, now I'm joining Moms for America um, as a liaison in New York and, and encouraging other moms to join school boards. There's only so much you can do. Um, yes, I am a, a business owner, um, a, a fashion designer known on a national level, but um, the one thing that, that, you know, God is my everything and my faith. And so how do we how do we keep that alive? And that's the problem. Yeah. We need God back in America into our children's um, hearts and we need faith back. And that's one thing that I strongly believe in. You know, faith and morality is something that's so important to teach our younger generation, as you just touched on right there. And from an education standpoint, it seems like it's being phased out in so many ways. And you highlighted Nordstrom's, but we can highlight what's happened with Target recently, what's happened with Bud Light. Uh, we can highlight what's going on with the Los Angeles Dodgers and allowing the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to come on the ball field at Chavez Ravine. Um, this feels in so oh, yeah. many ways like it's coming from so many different angles and so many different Fortune 500 companies, kind of all at parents. Do you see kind of a backlash building, if you will, whether it be through Moms for America, whether it be through your private businesses? Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I do. I do. And and what's, what's um, sometimes I see, I see parents, they inbox me, uh, stop posting your conservative views and stop trying to tell us how to raise our children. You are controlling us. No, 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 no. We're not controlling you. Yeah. It's the other way around, actually. Yeah. Uh, those who are destroying America um, and, and what's happening in America and the school boards um, that are now completely a political show, um, they're the ones controlling your children. We are trying to save your children because we care about the future of America. Um, so, it's 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 insane. And as a fashion designer, do you understand how hard it is to f have my label picked up? Um, <laughs> Target now, to, it, it's so hard. I mean, to do Fashion Week, you pay so much money, and then for Target to pick up transgender only designer. So now a, a quarter of your stores is by this designer because they're transgender. And I have a saying: woke goes broke. So I think Target, uh, their stock is gonna is gonna follow uh, Bud, Bud Budweiser. So it's it's um well that's if, if you're gonna go woke, you're gonna go broke, and we will not allow them to destroy our children. Well, my former boss, President Trump, used to say that too, but I want to dig back into what you just said there because this is the first time hearing this. So Target is actually designing clothing. They're actually, they have a label with trans a transgender-only designer. Is that is that correct? I just want to dig back into this a little it, deeper. It, they, they have a, they picked up a designer, a fashion designer right. that only creates transgender clothing. Really? Wow. Yes. So now me, as a first generation, 
you know, and, and Nordstrom, I know they have a whole section, um, you know, it's, it's the label of something like black only um, designer, which is fine. You know, can you imagine if I said, okay, Arab, Arab only designer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you do not pick up my label, you know, racist, sexist, feminist. Uh, no, I can't do that. Right. It's just, it, it's like a one-sided thing and, and it's not fair. Uh, it's not fair for those who are working hard and ethically. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, being trans is unethical, but do not shove it down our children's throats for your, um, to fit your agenda. Absolutely. Look, it's, again, it's identity politics leading the way on this because uh, why not just allow the market to take over? Why not just, uh, you know, pick out the designers, the best brand, you know, that, that you can ultimately put in your, that you make a deal target right there and then let the market decide who is going to buy this clothing, right? That's the free market at will. That's not um, some radical ideology coming in and saying, no, no, you know, we're, we're only doing uh, a trans brand over here. Why not let, you know, no matter what someone's sexual orientation, come in there and choose what clothing they want. And you're absolutely right. You don't have to shove it down our children's throats by doing that. There's no equality in what they're doing in America today. There's no such thing. They say unity and equality. No, what they're doing is segregation and everything that fits their agenda, the left agenda. Um, and I'm willing to compromise work, um, but not my values or ethics on the on the sake and the cost of my children's future. Well, I want to get into Moms for America in a few short minutes over here, but talk talk to me a little bit about that. How have you been received in fashion circles since you've been speaking out politically, since you've been involved in Moms for America? Uh, what's that been like? Wow, it's been hard. It's been really extremely hard as I've had a lot of friends, um, a lot of celebrities that I've worked with um, have completely... Um, just like blacklisting me, they've stopped talking to me. They've unfriended me, unfollowed me, um, told me, told me that I've changed. I had a publicist, you know, she, she did, uh, Huffington Post did an article once when I came out with my wedding collection and, and, you know, she had some bad things to say. And then, and then well, next thing you know is she's unfriending me, um, calling me names. Um, and they just, I, I'm not liked, um, and my population, obviously it's my popularity in the fashion industry for, um, it just, it, it kind of declined, which is sad, but it doesn't make me give up. I mean, I've, uh, it's the industry and I knew what I was getting myself into when I became a fashion designer, but when they knew what my views were and what I believe in, um, all of a sudden I became I became disloyal to them yeah. and someone that they did not want to do business with or engage with. Let, let me ask you, do you think that a lot of this, at least in the fashion world, uh, like, have you also had different celebrities and people come up to you privately and, and thank you for what you're doing? Or, or is it just kind of so overwhelmingly leftist in the fashion world? I'm not even going to call it liberal, Ola, because that that's not a liberal idea or philosophy. That's not a tolerant idea or philosophy, which is try to cancel somebody's business or something like that. That's not liberal by the classical definition of liberal. That's illiberal. That's leftist. It's radical. That That's really yeah. what that is in terms of what they're doing. 
Well, on on LinkedIn, as as I've told you, it's um, I have a huge conservative following. Some posts I get over a million three hundred impressions, wow. um, and they are. I have so many supporters, not around the country, but around the world, um, who support um, me as a fashion designer, as a conservative fashion designer um, that fights for freedom fights for what's right, fights for the Constitution, um, and fights for, for the future of America, our children. So I do have a huge following on social media, when it, on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, and so, which is a business-based uh, yeah. social media platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, it's designed for connection. Well, well, to that point, and considering you know what you've experienced in terms of the blowback to your uh, design business, because you've been outspoken about your political beliefs, about really protecting uh, God, protecting our children. Um, have you come up with a strategy potentially to look at uh, different ways to, uh, I guess the best way to say this is, reach out to potentially... Uh, a an interested conservative audience who uh, might be interested in saying, you know what, we do want to actually uh, support somebody uh, who is uh, standing up, and we understand that uh, even though their business is taking a hit, uh, we'd like to patronize them from a from a obviously monetary standpoint and a design standpoint. I mean, patronize. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I started. I started. Survivor Fashion Week, and my models all cancer survivors. And first year, I decided to work with Coleman. Um, and most of my models, um, I mean, they spoke up about their political beliefs, and actually, they unfriended me. Mm-hmm. But you know, and Coleman, I mean, they support things that I don't believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I did it for the cause and for 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 to help the models feel more confident about themselves. Yeah. Um, and, and so I've, I've done that and it's been great for the models, but again, you cannot, um, once they label you in a box, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to convince them, um, to, to like you. You know, it's, um, it's funny. I actually, this all came to, to mind. I actually live in the same building as somebody who listens to WABC radio a lot. And, you know, it's probably kind of middle-aged him and his wife. They're both conservative in the fashion industries. They're both models. I'm not going to say wow. who they are. Um, but what they've told me is they said, you know, there are a lot more models in the fashion industry that are conservative, just nobody talks about it because they realize they're going to get blacklisted if they end up standing up and, and talking out for their political beliefs. Absolutely. And I encourage others, you know, what do you have to lose? And a lot of my models have said, you know, we can't say this. And I get private messages all the time saying, well, we believe in what you said or what you posted, but we can't really publicly say that. And I tell them, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Look at what we're up against. What exactly do you have to lose? Even when I do these shows for veterans and for female veterans, they're the models. You know, they don't want to talk politics. They're all afraid. Well, I got to tell you too, right? Think about this. Um, I was thinking Survivor Fashion Week. I want to get into the the veterans uh, fashion shows that you do. But Survivor Fashion Week, cancer doesn't know your political beliefs, right? Cancer doesn't know if you're uh, a, a liberal or if you're a conservative, Cancer is indiscriminate in terms of the way that it will, uh, the way that it will come after somebody. 
if you will. Absolutely. I completely agree. Um, however, you know, that doesn't fit their narrative. That doesn't fit their agenda by encouraging. Oh, well, I mean, you look at President Trump's wife. I mean, when she was looking for a designer, when yeah. she became first lady, no one wanted to make a dress for her. I, re- I remember this from the White House and talking to the social secretary at the time, and they were tr- having trouble finding acts to perform in the White House. It was unbelievable to me uh, when you think about that. But uh, whether it be the music industry, the fashion industry, we saw it certainly uh, in the sports world. There were a lot of people that were unwilling to stand up. And I can tell you, I had a whole lot of private conversations with people that said, you know what? Um, I actually like him. I like what he's doing, but uh, because of sponsorships, I can't do it. Well, let me just get to one more thing that you mentioned before we we touch on Moms for America. Uh, you mentioned your the veterans fashion shows that you do. Tell me a little bit about what that looks like, because that sounds like a tremendous cause. It's so wonderful. So they are uh, veterans, um, female veterans, and hair, makeup. I give them runway lessons. And I put them in a fashion show and I put them in dresses and surprise them at the end of the fashion show with they get to keep the dresses. Oh, that's awesome. um, and they feel like supermodels and they I will send you some pictures via email, but they they feel amazing. And it's bringing confidence back into their lives. Uh, I'm big with our veterans. Um, you know, I owe I owe them a lot for our freedom that we have today. Uh, Ola, you're you're absolutely right, and and I made this point. Actually, somebody else, a friend of mine, Rob Finnerty, had made this point. So it's not my original point, but I think it was so eloquently said that that I had to say. You know, we celebrate our fallen heroes, the ones who made the ultimate sacrifice once a year on Memorial Day. We celebrate all our veterans one more time a year on Veterans Day. Yet we're celebrating. Uh, people's sexuality for an entire month. The perspective is uh, completely out of whack, isn't it? That is so true. That is absolutely so true. I mean, I've knocked on so many doors campaigning, and and I'm actually now in, in, in Texas as I'm working on campaigns throughout the country, um, working on District 33, trying to win it back. But I knock on so many doors, and, and it's crazy how often I see now um, the pride flag above the American flag. Yeah. Yeah. And then BLM. I mean, I'm listen, I am not sexist or racist or mm-hmm. feminist or whatever you want to call me um, as they label all conservatives. Mm-hmm. But if you want to, you know, hypocrites, if you want to talk about equality, that is not we're in America. Right. That's not equality. There's no mm-hmm. e- equality in that. Yeah. Look, you're, you're absolutely right. And you think about our country. One of the beautiful things is that you can uh, you can love who you want. Uh, independent of government, right? And that's the way that I believe that I think probably our founders wanted the United States to be. They wanted government to play a small role in our uh, in our day-to-day lives. I mean, even the Hamiltonian versus Jeffersonian debates, you can go into that. And Jeffersonian, who believed in a bigger govern- government, I think would be shocked by mm-hmm. how government is such a central part of our lives on a daily basis. But you're right, when you see the pride flag flying above the American flag, um, again, the perspective is just completely out of whack on that. Oh, yes. I mean, I appreciate my freedom because I'm a first generation. Yeah. I know, and I've seen what America has offered me and people ask, you know, how come you don't 
give up our, I mean, take a break, take a break from what, you know, um, because I am an American born and raised in New York. I was able to be a fashion designer. I was able to start my own company. I was able to run for Congress. I was able to do whatever I set my mind to where else, but America. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. So, so Ola, I mean, this has been so fascinating. 20 minutes in, we're finally just getting to Moms for America. But tell me about Moms for America, the mission, your vision. Uh, tell me about it. So it's a national movement of mothers reclaiming our culture for truth, family, freedom, and the Constitution. Truth, um, and family, freedom, and the Constitution. Yes. yes. Beautiful. Um, and it's, it's the cultural movement of moms uh, marching forward together to restore the values of motherhood, marriage, womanhood, um, and patriotism. So recruiting mothers to join school boards from district to district um, in New York is is my my job. Um, and, and what I uh, it's, it's not easy because trying to get moms involved, mm-hmm. um, they're either 100 percent on board or they tell me. Don't tell me how to raise my children. We know how to raise them. Okay, well, if if they're on drugs and they're eight years old and talking about something that's inappropriate, mm-hmm. um, something's wrong. You're you're absolutely right. Well, I, I think the mission of looking at our school boards, you know, when people would come up to me when I worked in the White House or running for governor and they asked, how can I get involved? Um, I mean, my answer most often was, what's your school board look like? Uh, is there a way that you can get involved? Do you feel comfortable with who's representing uh, you there? Because honestly, that is one of the best ways to get involved on a day-to-day life for your community, for your children. Uh, and when you look at how the left has out- outflanked, I think, conservatism over the last 75 years, it's in two places. It's in media and it's in our education system. And it might have for a very long time lived on college campuses and on radical leftist, uh, you know, uh, Ivy League universities. Um, But now it's seeping into our K through 12 and it's seeping in fast. Absolutely. Kim Fletcher in 2004, I mean, when she created Moms for America, she saw the direction just like so many other uh, mothers. And she did not realize it would grow um, to the extent that, that it's national right now. Um, and we've had enough. Yeah. All these mothers are coming out, like I said, from both sides. And when I speak to my candidates, you know, on their platform, I tell them we have to put um, our children, we have to put schools because we, we can get both sides to agree that our children are definitely um, not learning what they need to learn in our schools um, and what's being shoved down their throats are not it's not the ethical way of values to to teach our children Mm -hmm. i mean it's not 
So what we're seeing today is is not right. Yeah. So so talking about the action of this, then uh, how long have you guys been uh, supporting school board candidates and going in and, and looking to find school board candidates that will uh, that will put themselves out there that will run and represent these values since two thousand oh, um, oh, wow. and four. Yeah. If you go to moms for America um, moms for America us um, and You'll read about how Kimberly Fletcher started the company and how to get involved, the mission statement, mm-hmm. um, and what's really going on, because you don't know what's going on. Once your child is out that door um, on, the, on the school bus, you don't know what the school is exposing um, your children to. Um, so it's a whole different world. So, you know, open your eyes. I encourage parents, get involved. If you don't have the time to join the school board, um, make Make some time to get involved um, in one way or another, uh, more involved in your children's lives, because uh, the America that we live in today is a different America than we lived in when I was growing up. Well, well, Ola, I'm looking at the website right now and just a couple of things. I mean, you highlighted the vision so well before. Uh, Mission-wise, Moms for America's mission is to empower moms to raise patriots and promote liberty for the healing of America. God, do I believe in that. And your motto, I love this. Adore God, reverence and cherish your parents, love your neighbor as yourself, and country more than yourself. And that's Thomas Jefferson. So, uh, I mean, uh, that aligns pretty much with, uh, I think, what so many New Yorkers, what so many Americans are concerned about and what people want back from their education system, what they want from their schools. They want them... They want their kids learning those values. They want them being able to have a moral compass, which doesn't seem to be very out of whack. Let's say we're going south and that compass needs to go back north, you know? Yes, yes, yes. One word that they that they fear is the word God and faith. Um, and those are the most important words. Um, and and it's so it's, it's a touchy subject getting some people involved Um when God is the center of, of everything, and how do you bring faith, and how do you have people um, feel feel more more faithful, um, and and instilling that in their kids? Oh, let me ask you a question. You know, maybe this is just me, but I don't know if this is just kind of what I'm consuming or not. But it seems like kids in public schools are more likely to get a drag show than they are to um, to 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 have, let's say. Uh, a prayer before school. Am I wrong about that, or is or, or, or is no, you are you are very accurate with that? They have it's okay. They have um, they bring drag shows and talk about inappropriate things. Uh, drag queens wearing lingerie, whatever they want. In fact, you know they have that now on Six Flags. Your kid, if they're go, if, if if you have a child that's going on uh, a trip to Six Flags, well, guess what? This month on on Friday and Saturday, I believe those two days, they have drag shows for your children. Jamie, what do you think of that? Six Could you Flags. Imagine if you had a Bible study oh. at Six Flags. Oh yeah, that's at Six Flags. So Disney Six Flags. I guess we just. Uh... What, what are we going to do for our theme parks over here? I don't even know what we're going to do anymore. It's uh, it's crazy. Well, look, I, one more question here for you before we're, we wrap up today. But uh, let me just ask you, is Moms for America doing anything to fight against the growing number of state legislatures that are trying to cut parents out of informing them if their child will receive gender, gender mutilation chemical injections? Well, we're tr- yes, we are actually encouraging. I mean, our... our 
our reps to to not vote for it. And sad to say that some are. And so we can just get behind good candidates, encouraging them to to vote against this um, and just keep pushing that. Yeah, look, I mean, and we need to be careful with the language we use here on this because it's not gender affirming care. It's gender mutilation, chemical injections. That's what you're doing. Why don't we look at the number of those who go through the procedure and the suicide rate and yeah. the depression rate? Yeah, you're Let's at, look at those numbers. You're absolutely right. I, I've seen some of the most recent statistics where 80 percent of people that go through gender mutilation, chemical injections, regret that they did that. And then think about that. If you're doing that yep. at 12, 13 years old, they've basically made that decision when they start that process that they cannot conceive anymore, that a mother would not be able to conceive, that a, a potential father would not be able to have kids in doing that. So it's a, it's a, a process that sadly uh, you lose one of the most amazing things in your life, which is to be a parent, which you know I, I know is your mission Really in life, Ola. Well, our parents are, are losing. We are losing control of our children. We are losing freedom. Yeah. We have no freedom to get involved, hire counselors, uh, talk to our children. Nope. We have no freedom to do that. Um, our children have more rights than we do. Um, and then they're encouraged to do this. Well, Ola, I'll give you the last word over here. First off, thank you very much for joining me today. I, I really appreciate your time and I appreciate your efforts to fight for values in this country. Go ahead and have a last word. Well, I will never give up until my last breath. I will continue fighting um, the fight because America is worth fighting for. Well, Ola Hawatma, thank you so much again for joining us today. Uh, fashion designer extraordinaire, uh, Moms for America, New York uh, head there, former congressional candidate. Thank you, Ola. Thank you so much. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week for another episode of Not That Andrew. You guys take care and God bless you and God bless all our kids. 